G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Our Middle East reporter Ron Ross is back with us once again. Welcome back, Ron. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. Thank you. I hope you had a nice break. It's been a wonderful family time. Yes, very good. And there's certainly been a lot going on on the world stage. I guess the most recent news is the release of Peter Grester. He was deported from Egypt. Not a lot has been said as yet of his uh, other colleagues, though, although this morning there is talk, isn't there, of uh, Mohammed Fahmy being deported to Canada? Hopefully so, yes. Uh, It it was interesting to watch uh, Peter Gresty's press conference at the weekend. Uh, He he was uh, double-minded. He was overjoyed to be released, but he was grieving over leaving his two friends behind. He said, they're family to me now. And uh, But, of course, overjoyed to be finally released after 400 days. Well, that's right. And a terribly harrowing experience. You have to say that he did look remarkably well, though, didn't he? Yes, uh, I, I noted that all the way through. His court appearances, I watched him very closely. Uh, and he looked quite healthy. And uh, it seemed that in his confinement, there was no uh, gross uh, condition for his situation, although I'm so sure that story will finally come out when the third member is finally released as well. That's right, and that's, uh, I suppose, what the world is watching and waiting for because, of course, he is an Egyptian citizen, so there is talk that he may need to face a retrial. Well, we'll see what happens there, but I I believe there's quite a lot of international pressure on the uh, Egyptian leadership to show that they uh, are not going to be uh, dictatorial in the way they decide who's for and against their uh, so-called uh, Egyptian democracy. Uh, uh, the, the men were arrested because of their work for Al Jazeera, and uh, Al Jazeera does have a bent uh, to a different side of politics, uh, but that's an option that's available in the free world. Let's talk about the Egyptian court system. They've recently ruled that Hamas is a terrorist organisation. Yeah, it's amazing how the situation changes. Hamas immediately came came out today and said that they were not going to accept uh, Egypt anymore as arbitrators in the peace agreement, uh, which I'm sure uh, was pretty obvious. Um, But the Egyptian official said that the military wing of Hamas, the Ethedine Al-Qassam Brigade, was involved in recent terror attacks across security forces in Egypt, uh, particularly in the Sinai region, At least 27 soldiers were uh, killing and dozens injured in the latest of a series of attacks in the Egyptian uh, Sinai Peninsula. And uh, they came out quite matter-of-factly and declared Hamas uh, a terrorist organisation. But in retaliation, the Hamas leader Mahmoud Zahar on Sunday called on Iran to provide his movement with additional funds and weapons to destroy the Israelis. Zahar told the Hezbollah TV station Al-Mana that Hamas is prepared to cooperate with Iran for the sake of Palestine. So out of one bed into another, and of course 
We've got this ridiculous situation where the Obama administration is having talks with Iran uh, while Iran is hell-bent on wiping Israel off the face of the planet and will be quite happy to use Hamas to do that. Yes, because there's quite an amount of foreign funds from all quarters, isn't there, coming to support that bid to overthrow Benjamin Netanyahu? Uh, You could use the phrase, all hell has broken loose in the United States and Israel over the uh, understanding that one of the groups opposed to dethroning Benjamin Netanyahu, V15, which stands for Victory 2015, is in fact being motivated and financed from the United States and led by a media principal who served uh, the election campaigns of President Obama. Uh, We all know that there is a deal of friction between Obama and Netanyahu. They don't like each other. But for Obama to come out and try and remove Netanyahu from government, his problem is that in the United States, Netanyahu is far more popular than President Obama, and uh, it could backfire in a number of ways. Although uh, the Obama, uh, the uh, Netanyahu team is concerned that, that the amount of foreign money coming in uh, to finance the overthrow of Netanyahu is is quite critical, and. Uh, it could be quite devastating for Netanyahu when the elections roll around in March. Ron, talk to me for a minute, if you don't mind, about Christians in the Middle East, and I'm talking specifically about Palestinian Christians, because it's them, isn't it, who have called for a peaceful settlement to the conflict in the Middle East? Uh, well, you, you, the, the report that has come out from the Palestinian uh, Christians needs to be considered in a careful and uh, very serious way. Uh, I've had a lot to do with Christians in the Palestinian region, and uh, many of them believe that Jesus was an Arab. Uh, They talk in terms of Arabic past. They don't seem to be having aware of the Jewishness of Jesus. Uh, But they warn that the current situation of no war and no peace with Israel is not sustainable in the long term. Most Palestinians say they support non-violent resistance, to achieve an independent state in the West Bank. Uh, But what the report reveals is that they stand up now more as Palestinians than they do as Christians. Palestinians have indeed encouraged the Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions Group, the BDS movement, which aims to make Israel pay an economic toll. Uh, The Latin patriarch Mikhail Sabah said, the present conflict is a suicidal situation in which Israel cannot survive. And so when we talk in terms of Christian Palestinians, uh, we need to be very careful and understand that they're coming at the situation in the Middle East uh, from a different point of view than most of us. Pastor Rami Khoury, uh, a wonderful man at the First Baptist Church in Bethlehem, said in the past 10 years alone, 8,000 Palestinian Christians have left Bethlehem. The situation is getting worse. We're losing a golden opportunity for negotiations And this may be the last chance before the big war that's going to take place in the Middle East. He said the growth of the radical Islam is frightening for all forces in the region that would want to see a peaceful resolution to both the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the conflicts in the broader Middle East. Uh, He didn't say that Israel gave more than 6,000 Palestinian Christians a three-month entry permit for Christmas this year which was far greater than they've done in the past. Uh, But it's a critical situation at the moment, and when we read the uh, 
uh, opinions of Palestinian Christians, uh, we need to understand with the filter of where they're coming from. That's huge numbers that have been driven out. It is. And, of course, the percentage populations of, uh, of Christians in that region have dropped dramatically, and it's of grave concern. It's, it's a grief, too, to, to realise that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Uh, the foundation of Christianity came in a manger in Bethlehem, and now it's very difficult to be a Christian living in that environment. That is Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter. Ron, good to have you back. We'll chat again next week. Thank you very much, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.